Hello and welcome to the Bad Romance Podcast. I'm Jordane Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And this episode, we are talking about how to lose a guy in 10 days, also known as how to lose your sanity in under two hours. It was... I I had no pause. I didn't remember it as a good movie, but now I have... Of a fresh well of anger. I I didn't know that it would be like this. <laughs> I didn't know that it would be like this. I, I wasn't I wasn't prepared. Like I had seen it before when I was younger and I knew that it was a bad movie. I knew well enough that it was a bad movie to suggest that we cover it, but I didn't know that it was going to be this level of bullshit (laughs) just like nothing you could hold on to i feel like some of the movies that we've covered even when they made me deeply frustrated or uncomfortable had components i could hold on to certain characters certain parts of the plot that i felt had potential and that's why i was frustrated but with with how to lose a guy in 10 days the concept is clever i'll give them that they have, you know, a fairly top build cast. Yeah. But there's, I don't care about it being salvaged. There's nothing I would necessarily salvage from this movie. Well, because this plot, you know, I I thought a lot about this plot because I get it. I, I don't, I don't like Kate Hudson in this movie, but I get her struggle in this movie. She is a... Uh, She's got a master's degree from Columbia, which is like, what? She, you know, she, she studied journalism. She can write, like she can really write. And she wants to write about politics. She wants to write about religion. She wants to write about what's real, man. And she is working for a magazine called Composure, which is essentially just cosmopolitan. To the point where I like I had to look at a bunch of the magazine copies to realize that it wasn't cosmopolitan and that it was in fact a fake cosmopolitan. I thought the cosmopolitan <laughs> pay for this movie is what I thought You're originally. Like, sponsored? <laughs> wow, that adds a whole nother because level. The, even like the font, like how the magazine is designed, it is cosmopolitan with a different name. That's all it is oh absolutely and the opening scene oh man the opening scene she's talking to her co-worker about about her masters and how you know she wants to write about politics she wants to cover um, global issues and she has to write how-to guides on dieting or shopping I it was hard for me to not also put myself into this movie because I actually write for both beauty and politic columns <laughs> and sometimes with the assignments for the beauty column I feel that way um, but I'm also grateful and it, you know it goes back to well you want writing uh, you want to yeah. be in the business you know and other people want to be in the business too so you're not going to not, but yeah. But occasionally you'll write something and your name's on it and you're just like, okay, my name is on this, uh, you know, article about, um, uh, trying to think of a good example, like not even, not that Botox is bad, but you know, when you feel like you're pushing beauty standards or you're pushing things on women that you don't want to push. Yeah. So it was hard. It was, I try to not like 
project myself into the movies too much in the analysis. But that moment, it was very hard for me to not. It was so, like, it, you yeah. know, the thing about it is, is that, like, if this was done now her struggle would be more relatable whereas like I feel like then it was just like cause you know it was directed by a man and written by two men based on a cartoon book that was written by two women but who knows like I want to look at that book and see if there's anything in that cartoon book that has anything to do with what happened like I would be shocked if it was close because what it just seems like is that a bunch of men were just like Okay, there's a woman. She works for a lady magazine. What would give her layers? Oh, she really wants to actually write about politics and global issues. Wow, we're really, we're really giving this woman some layers. We're, we're really doing the Lord's work here. You know, we. It's very relatable. <laughs> right, and there's also the like. You know, I mean, we could definitely, we could not even talk about the movie and just talk about the whole dichotomy. Because now there's a lot of women's oriented sites that do cover politics and yeah. are really more intelligent and more nuanced than a lot of the mainstream media. And arguably, arguably, they've always, like, I remember somebody did a Twitter thread, like, not too long ago, where they were just like, lady magazines have always been covering politics, and nobody pays attention because they're lady magazines. And she was, like, linking Cosmo and, like, Marie Claire and, like, Refinery29 and Nylon and, like, all these great pieces. And, like... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and it was just... It's weird because, like, of course. I mean, yeah. of course. Like, it, like, there's no, like, cover to cover those magazines. Like, I even remember reading them as a kid. Cover to cover those magazines weren't just all about dumb shit, except for maybe People Magazine. People Magazine is cover to cover dumb shit. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, if you opened up your, like, your Seventeen magazine or your Tiger Beat, like, there's some shit in there, but there's also just, like good story yeah about what's happening yeah and and also i mean it also goes back to the idea that anything that's focused on women is a light fluffy right (laughs) something light and fluffy that doesn't matter as if women aren't uh politically (laughs) marginalized and you know yeah affected by global issues more than men in many most circumstances in, in most circumstances also like if you are a writer like if you're like a serious male writer and you get published in playboy that's a big deal even if it's in playboy and that's strange to me like, and gq too you know like <laughs> yeah and it's yeah like, it's such bullshit double standard <laughs> like it's just like okay like these magazines aren't like reinventing the wheel either but we're pretending like they are because they're about men and men are you know automatically more important yep <laughs> yep and, and yeah it's just like it's weird because like the whole the whole beginning of the movie is like this montage of like her writing the columns and kind of like her rise to the top and we see her like moving into her apartment and like she's able to pay for so much shit with this column which is funny to me and also like <laughs> not not possible now <laughs> again yeah that was that <laughs> part where i was like huh i work two jobs and i also like still babysit and i work six days a week and i'm running a room with roommates in brooklyn so it's like obviously she's working for cosmo you know she's a staff writer but yeah the whole journalist 
having their own nice apartment in New York, uh, that trope makes me actually vi- like viscerally angry. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, yeah, even like, even like with like Sex in the City, where it's like Carrie's apartment, like. It could be, like, half the size of what it is on that show. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, like, you know, give them a studio on the Lower East Side and I'll believe it. You know, it's just, like, these flats in Midtown that I'm like, all right, calm down. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, it's... Okay, so... Basically, uh, she wants to write more. She, like, writes a piece about, like, religion or something. And B.B. Newworth is like, no, no, no. I'm Fraser's wife, and I say no. Um, <laughs> and, uh, like, and then Catherine Hahn gets dumped. And, like, she is, like, talking to Andy Anderson, main character Andy Anderson, uh, played by Kate Hudson. She's, uh, uh, Catherine Hahn's just like, yeah, you know, I really cared for him. And he just, like, ghosted me. And then you find out that, like, she, that after the first time they had sex, she, like, cried and said, I love you. And, like, she didn't seem to understand why. Why that would, you know. Why that would be underst- a problem. Understandably, I think anyone of any gender or orientation would say, all right, you know, this is a little much. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, she was just like, he was just like, and then he got really busy. It's like, no, he didn't get busy. He, um. He got f- terrified. Because, yeah. Like, yeah. he was just trying to. He was just trying to get a nut, and then you ruined it. You ruined it. <laughs> and, like, I mean, it's not that I'm on his side, because, I mean, Captain Han's wonderful. She's beautiful. She's a catch, um, definitely. But, like, it's weird that, like, instead of, like, Kate Hudson giving her good advice, she just kind of passive-aggressively kind of... Oh, like, so <laughs> judgy. Okay. So judgy. On the, friend, on the friend tip, I was like, you're a shitty friend. Like, you just tell her when she did something. Yeah, don't lie to your friend for sure. But Kate Hudson not only tells her she does something wrong, but it's basically like you're an idiot and you always do this stuff. You do you're so silly. Like all these dumb you're bitches. So desperate. I'm oh like a cool God. girl who like wants to write about politics. Meanwhile, and a dumb girl who like also writes at the women's magazine. There's a little bit of that like cool girl vibe where she's like into the mix. Like no offense Me- if you're into sports, but it was just very like I'm cool. I'm smart. I don't like girly things. Oh my God. Like I totally, and I just I'm know hot, that everything that all the other women do wrong, and it's yeah. just like, look here. And also, there's the whole thing where like Catherine Hahn was just like, oh, it doesn't matter what you do, men would like you anyway. Look, you know, the more that I watch these rom coms, the more I realize that me not being white means a lot for like the optics of the situation <laughs> because I don't know what the fuck white people are into. Because if we're talking about who the hottest woman in this movie was, it was Katherine Hahn. Like, for me. Yeah. Like, I wasn't interested in Kate Hudson. She was too orange for me. Um, like, B.B. Newworth, like, looked, she looked good, but she was, like, pale, but not, like, a fun Dita Von Tees way, so I wasn't into it. <laughs> not a fun pale. That's real, though. That is real. That's real. I was yeah. like, and, like, the two women who, like, had the bet with Matthew McConaughey, they're just, like, too manicured for me. They look like they smell like Chanel or Burberry or something, and I just wasn't <laughs> into it. Catherine Hahn's 
pores were non-existent, okay? She had non-existent pores. Her skin was glowing. She was Jesus in this movie. I just couldn't. And she was, like, also charming. You know, like, she was willing to be a human. Yes. And so... Oh, my God, when she pretends to be that therapist. That was so (laughs) funny. Yeah, and I felt like it was very much with the Kate Hudson. It was very much like... I don't remember when this movie was made, and I realized I could look it up on my phone, but it very much had that 90s kind of, like... Oh, well, the blondest, skinniest woman is, like, the... She's obviously the hot one, like, which, again, is a very white thing. Yeah, it's, like, like, yeah, it's, like, very, like, white standards, because, like, if you were to ask me, um, like, oh, my God, this is 2003. This is way too close to recently. This is not okay. This is painful. This movie should have been in 1998 tops. Yes, agreed. Anyway, um... The only people in this movie that I wanted to fuck was the aforementioned Catherine Hahn and Adam Goldberg, who does nothing. What a way oh, of Adam, Adam Goldberg. Goldberg. Okay, I wanted to fuck him too. <laughs> I was talking to Maria about that and like... <laughs> I was like, at first I was like, okay, I think I just like him because he's also, it's like Catherine Hahn is the only woman who's bearable. Yeah. And he's the only man who's bearable in yeah. this movie. Like, I want a side story where they fuck. Or they right. just like, have yes. a nice night and like, yeah. talk shit about all like, the other scrubs in the movie. That's one of the things that I like about Failure to Launch. Like, I don't like Failure to Launch a whole bunch, mostly because I think that Sarah Jessica Parker and Matthew McConaughey is a bad pairing, mostly because I think she's too good for him in any context. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but there's a side story with who I, I believe Jesse Bradford and Zoe Deschanel that I was way more interested in. I I feel like there needs to be like a certain a reboot of certain rom coms. This is a project I would love to be a part of. Yes, where it's just like diving into the side stories because that's one of the things I love about rom-coms is there's always the best friend or the florist oh my god way funnier and cooler than yes oh my god Carrie Fisher and Bruno Kirby in in how and in uh when Harry met Sally my god oh yeah yeah (laughs) and when Harry met Sally is one of the good ones so yeah it's one of the good ones and I'm still just like we spend a little bit more time with Carrie Fisher and Bruno Kirby there absolutely yeah it's just like oh my god yeah that's what it was missing because like basically like Matthew McConaughey has Adam Goldberg and Thomas Lennon which I was like Thomas Lennon what are you doing I was like here? why is he here honestly no offense if you're listening also if you're listening please follow us on Twitter and retweet yeah uh, but I didn't get the point of Thomas Lennon being there like, yeah I Thomas didn't Lennon didn't like need to be anything. there it was very much like you know I'm filming like I have a break filming Reno 9 911. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this was too. Reno was on 2003. If it wasn't, oh, it was sure. like a few years afterwards. Like, I don't know. I just remember like Comedy Central did the cranky anchors thing and then it like oh my moved God, yeah. into Reno 911. Like, Reno 911 was the logical. This is definitely a Reno 911 <laughs> territory. Yeah. It was, and- yeah. Yeah, and, and then um, the, yeah, Kate Hudson had Catherine Hahn and that brunette woman who I don't know who she was. Oh, yeah, again, like they both had like, two best friends, but only really one that was cool. Yeah, exactly. And you, mattered. You just could have been like, you just could have trimmed the fat, just had one. Absolutely. I'm like, you're not giving anyone depth, so you might as well like have less of them. Yeah, it's just... 
Okay, so basically, oh yeah, so. she she's basically like making a fool out of Catherine Hahn because Catherine Hahn just got dumped, and she's very sad. And so she so she pitches something to BB Newworth where she's just like, hey what if I wrote a piece about like everything that pe- that everything that women do wrong in relationships and like was like, Oh yeah. And Catherine Hahn, you're the inspiration of that. I'm going to take everything that you do wrong and I'm going to turn it into a piece. Isn't that great? Aren't I great like the friends? Most smug bitch move ever. <laughs> and Catherine Hahn actually says, thank you. Like she's doing her goddamn favor. Oh my God. I was like, girl, like get free. Like I hope there's like, I hope two years <laughs> later you, you, but you friend dumped her. Cause like yeah no. um, yeah not a good friend and so okay so that's her thing and so she's looking for a guy for that okay matthew mcconaughey can we just talk about how he took his shirt off in the first scene he was in because i was like i know that's a go-to mcconaughey move but i was like this is another level of mcconaughey okay so matthew mcconaughey this is this is maybe like his douchiest role and he's played killers multiple times and i still <laughs> real i find matthew mcconaughey in how to lose a guy in 10 days and and killer joe to be like cousins at least because it's just it's weird it's oh no it's a ding he's cocky and evil not that those normally are odds are we still recording <laughs> yes we're still recording hey everyone we're still recording there was just um, a ding i realized that i hadn't muted i hadn't muted the laptop because i'm a professional hey she's I, popular she's getting messages oh yes uh, all the time the people I know. bring all the boys to the yard anyway yes. um but yeah uh, so he essentially hardness. yes he he advertises for like beer and sports and like man stuff and for some reason he wants an advertising account about diamonds and it goes to two women which (sighs) women it goes to two women and he his entire thing is that he's just like well i could do it i could do it better than these women i could do a better job than these women who already have the job who the job has already been promised to and like they're completely qualified uh, yes but like i'm charming and an asshole so you know i could do that uh, like one of them was wearing a diamond choker later on in the movie those women are qualified as fuck to sell diamonds come those women are like literally are diamonds they like, are like, diamonds. i don't want to hang out with them but i understand why they exist yeah it's just like so he (laughs) he's like meeting with the boss and these two women like trying to like actively trying to take their job and like god bless these women because they're just so fucking chill about this whole thing they are they're they're just like we're the more qualified ones and we know it so we're gonna be we wear a suit to work you can't even keep a shirt on like we are professionals yes this was sorry to bring politics in but this was literally a donald trump hillary clinton debate regardless of how you feel about either of them it was it was just it was like that kind of gulf it was really bad because like he he basically goes on like this whole speech this just one of the worst speeches i've ever heard in movie which is like i love women i respect women i'm just you know i think that women are just the most beautiful and the most wonderful and and i know women and i can i understand how women work and he's just like 
I can make a woman fall in love. And then they're just like, with diamonds or with you? And he's just like, whatever, bitch. I can make a woman fall in love, whatevs. And then they're just like... (laughs) Then they're just like, okay, if you can get a woman to fall in love with you in 10 days, then you can pitch, which is stupid. Like, I feel like these women were just like, this dumb ass. They just want to watch him. Tell them what, they just want to watch him sweat. Is oh, yeah. Which, like, that did make me respect them. Like, I was like, <laughs> I didn't want to be friends with them, per se, but I would definitely drink a stiff cocktail and talk shit with them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, these 100%. are women that, like, these are, you like, know, bad bitches. I would let them tell me what kind of lipstick to buy. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would be like, you look good. You don't, you take no prisoners. I trust that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was looking them up. One of them was actually a supermodel. That completely checks out. (laughs) And like, so it was just like, he's essentially like has 10 days to make Kate Hudson fall in love with him so that he can, so that he can pitch to work a diamond account which he doesn't need that's the thing he doesn't need money it's not about artistic integrity it's about him beating two women because he really wants to beat these women even though he super super respects women he just wants to he wants to best them and he doesn't understand how that's counterintuitive it's literally like a way like <laughs> i didn't get something even though i don't know that i want it i see that someone else has it who i don't necessarily in my head assume should have it you know, it was, yeah, it's in his internalized misogyny and just his ego. Just like the like, way that he says, I love women just sounded like oh, overcompensating. Like, it was yeah, like I'm someone sh- who would cat call you and then would like roll back from it and be like, no, I love women. I love women. They're respectful. He's I want to like be somebody, your friend. He's like somebody would like tweet something sexist to me and I was just be like, oh, look, a sexist. And he'd just be like, you know, just because I said a thing doesn't mean that I don't love and respect women and I love and respect you when I just think that you should be a nicer lady. And boom, I, boom, 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 boom. I visit my grandma and she's not a big cunt like you. <laughs> and I love my mother. Yeah, I love my mom. And yeah, the like, she washes your underwear come down like yeah because she doesn't <laughs> challenge you anymore because she's probably tired yeah exactly like, you're bullshit yeah basically and so it's just like so it's just like two people are trying to get the better of each other but it's weird kate hudson treats matthew mcconaughey terribly in this movie she does but also she has more at stake than he does? She does. She Because her career <laughs> is not already going the way she wants. His is. Like, this isn't a dream. Like, for her, writing this piece, as insane and manipulative as it is, she knows that if she pulls off this piece, her editor will give her more freedom as a writer. Matthew McConaughey doesn't really have that incentive. He, again, like you said, he's just, it's just he like, just needs to have everything. It's just and like his boss is just trying to like, oh, I guess this guy wants something else. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's completely irrelevant to the rest of the work that he's doing. So, so yeah, so Kate, you know, her, her pitch, again, as you probably know if you've seen it or heard the name, is to write an article where she gets a guy to get into her, not necessarily fall in love, but, like, be into her, and then drive him away. His is to have a woman in love with him for 10 days so he can bring her to an event at the end of the 10 days and prove to the two women and the older man that, yes, he is capable of taking these women's job. <laughs> <laughs> 
basically. I know how to tame a woman. I can tame all the women <laughs> with my advertising campaign. They're a monolith that will fall for the same things. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody was like, uh, you know what's interesting about Matthew McConaughey in that in that in that scene where they were th- where the the women totally dupe him into because they know basically the women know that uh, they find out that Kate Hudson is is doing this whole thing and so they're just like oh yeah I'm gonna set the we're gonna set him up with Kate Hudson because she's gonna try to drive him away and it's gonna be totally disastrous for him which like what cool ass bitches oh seriously (laughs) that is so like they're just like oh fuck this (laughs) like yes we are salty for good reason and let's watch this guy fail yeah oh yeah so the women knew that Kate Hudson about Kate Hudson pitch Kate Hudson's pitch because they had visited the magazine and Kate's boss told them yeah so so they basically set up this whole disaster which like I know since this movie was made by three men that they thought oh they're the villains nah man nah they're (laughs) I did not think they were the villains in this movie (laughs) not at all the villains in this movie are the main couple I'm sorry oh yeah Matthew McConaughey and Kate Hudson were both (laughs) awful like I you know I automatically maybe this is you know some sort of gender alliance but i had more empathy for kate because hers was way more trying to get promoted um and she wasn't trying to make a guy fall in love with her she was trying to make a guy like her and then not like her which is still incredibly emotionally manipulative and fucked up but it's not as fucked up as just trying to like make someone fall in love trying to get someone to love you yeah yeah i mean that's that's a lot that is a lot and she didn't yeah so like I, I was a little more on her side but both of them were atrocious it's like okay they were atrocious also like these women are just like <laughs> talking to him and he's just like i can get any straight single woman to fall in love with me and i got news for 2003 matthew mcconaughey no you couldn't <laughs> oh yeah no you couldn't like uh-uh. number one <laughs> Uh uh-uh. uh. Number one, imagine this movie with a black woman. It would have been way shorter. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> totally, it would have been so short. And not saying the black women aren't into Matthew McConaughey. We like him fine. Yeah, but like not enough. For no, this. for and, his fuckery, like those and, abs cannot get you out of this. Bro. Also, I feel like a black woman would have done a better job at driving him away, and I don't know how I feel about saying that. <laughs> but I feel like it would have, and it has nothing really to do with us, really. I just feel like if we had tried to pull anything that Kate Hudson did, oh, oh my god, he would go running way faster. Kate Hudson gets so much mileage for being tiny and blonde. <laughs> okay, I was talking to. I was talking to my roommate Maria about this like some of the stuff she was doing I feel like any man like even in his shoes would cut it off because she definitely had stalker vibes happening like she had full on like I'm gonna come set your house on fire I'm making she made portraits of them with their future children that she photoshopped she called his mom she called him seven times in a row like this is all like red flag shit so you're totally right like if she wasn't just a tiny blonde woman like i mean even if she was obviously anyone in real life hopefully would run away but yeah it would be such a different movie yeah it was kate hudson it was like oh wow she's being crazy but like you know check out that peach colored eyeshadow oh my god she's just like so 
I don't know. <laughs> it was, you know what was also weird about this movie? Um, and I was just thinking about this because I think I'm going to think about this a lot for like Matthew McConaughey movies that aren't set in the South or like explicitly point out things. Like, he's a Southern boy. He is, he is Texas. Like, yeah, he is. He is the embodiment of Texas. Like he is Texas. So it was weird. It was weird for me. I mean, at least he was more. Okay, I was talking. I was just. I just watched this. I was just talking about this. Is Staten Island like that? Those people seemed like people from Texas oh, that were gosh. just hanging out in Staten Island. Again, I was my roommate <laughs> is from Alabama, and she was like, "How are they from Alabama? Like, what is happening? Like, their accents were Southern. The culture, like, not that there was a lot of culture in the one scene where Kate Hudson and Matthew McConaughey are with his family, but like, they're playing cards. It's very. It does not feel like." anything in the state of New York. Just yeah, I mean, vibe. I know that Staten Island is supposed to be, like, conservative and, like, I don't know, like, maybe... A different vibe. Maybe, yeah, but, like, they they seemed Texas to me. They, there was almost a rural feeling. Yeah, they and were Staten very, Island is, you know, suburban or small, but not rural. Like, that's a different vibe. It was very weird. Like, I was just like, did they all just, like, move there from the south? Like, and also he has, like, a Duke t-shirt on which means that like did you go to school did you go to college in north carolina when yeah <laughs> i feel like matthew mcconaughey always he's in these movies where he's supposed to be cosmopolitan but then like i don't know if it's him or if it's the decisions made in the film he's always totally a southern guy somehow and i yeah. wish they would just embrace like he make him that country crush you know that's awesome own that like yeah i mean I honestly, honestly this, whole, this whole movie could have not taken place in new york honestly yeah, it really like, yeah <laughs> uh it's like ugh, i i hated this movie so much <laughs> i really did it's just because it's just well even the okay so even when there's, they have like the one cool date or whatever that's supposed to make them actually fall in love with each other, which is whatever. Let's not even get into the fact that who falls in love on one date. But even when they are having a nice time and kind of being real, I still don't like them. I still think they're just annoying, vapid, hot people who are manipulative. That's my take. Like they felt like the grown up high school tropes like high school popular tropes that never had to develop themselves <laughs> like that's what their characters felt like to me despite the fact that Kate Hudson is supposed to be like you know a master's degree holding woman with these convictions even when she's connecting with him I was just like this is uh, you guys are boring <laughs> yeah they're they're like they're they're really boring <laughs> I don't, you know, this doesn't make me as angry as Runaway Bride. I'm sure that the fact that, like, I spent all day, like, trying to do, like, a futile work endeavor had a lot to do with why I just, I just barely had a sense of humor about this stupid fucking movie. But, like, it just kind of, like, she just does crazy things to him. Like, it's essentially just, like, it's weird because it's clear that she's they're trying to subvert something like this is what other women do badly but it's also just like it makes it seem like women do things like specifically to 
ruin men's days too. Yes, because it's just like. Like when they're the, when they're at the Knicks game, and she basically waits until there's only like five minutes left in the game to ask him to go get her a drink, and she deliberately makes him miss the end of the game to get her a drink that she doesn't want, and I just yeah <laughs> it upset me so much because like no woman. Women don't do, like, I'm not saying that, like, oh, we're, like, a monolith or something, but, like, that's a really specific thing to do. (laughs) It's so specific. It felt almost like the writers were airing their grievances. Yeah, this movie feels like Like, a bunch of men. My ex used to do this thing. And, like, yeah, women are humans. We do annoying things sometimes. But this very much, I felt like it could have been... I know that they made it cartoonish maybe to make it have that distinguishment of she's being crazy on purpose. That's not what women are like. But it didn't make it well enough because it did feel like she she's just like, oh, yeah, I know exactly what I do if I'm going to drive a guy crazy because all women know exactly. And I'm like, what? Yeah. It, yeah. It's just it, it seemed very like. Uh, like, it seems like this movie is made by people who hate women. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> because, like, all of these things that she does wrong, like, I know exactly, like, when she does them, I can realize, like, it just seems like a like a cartoonish version of just, like, how men perceive these things. Yes. And, and of course, and here, again, Matthew McConaughey, on the other end, he's also being manipulative. No, she's doing so much crazy shit. He doesn't really have a chance. So him getting her to quote unquote fall in love is pretty much just sticking with her through this. Yeah. But any in any case, like he's still completely in it for bullshit reasons. And even at, at the beginning when he's trying to seduce her is like super douchey and condescending oh yeah he's like, like oh yeah i want to she's like oh i want to you know i want to write about things that are important and then he's like shoes yeah and i wanted to fucking that, kill i wanted him. to murder him i, I like, wanted to kill him and like this this might say something about how desensitized i become as a coping mechanism because you know it's like pick your battles if you get upset at everything then you know but I, I was so desensitized to men saying stupid sh- sexist shit like that that when he said that I was like man that wasn't even funny yeah I was just <laughs> I like, was like oh yeah yes women like shoes way. I was yeah. like wow dude you could have like been way more creative with your condescension you might as well have just said you know bitches be shopping bitches be shopping yeah. and I would have been like well you know at least that's a that's an actual stand up bit like <laughs> yeah exactly I'd be like that's a callback <laughs> Yeah, you, you know that that's going. in reference to something <laughs> but was, like shoes yeah like what if she had answered yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> what would he have done also what if she'd been like yeah there's actually a really fascinating history you know linked to shoes different kinds of shoes how they functioned um yeah like, she could have totally like she could have written an entire piece she could have been like yeah i would like to write a piece about how high heels are oppressive and like the 
effects of what they do to the feet like as years goes by and how they deteriorate the heel or something like yeah that would be important too (laughs) and some of the first high heels you know made were also weapons and the symbolism of that and yeah i mean like that would have been such an amazing oh that would have been uh that would have been good but you know the people who made this movie would have been smart for her to say something like that true this is true this very much felt like it felt like if like those guys from an improv class that are always like let's pretend we're gay and then like let's do this other thing where we like hit on a woman in this skit and then act like she's crazy like it's like if they made a movie it's like okay y'all know who i'm talking about you don't have to do improv it's like those dudes that think they're real funny and somehow they keep getting a platform i feel like this i'm gonna be mentioning the show a lot on this podcast and i don't want anyone to feel bad i'm not saying this is a bad show it's not a bad show it's a very good show but when i watch stuff like this now now that i'm watching it i can't help but think about the simpsons um oh yeah 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 i can't help because like it is really written by people who don't understand women and yes i think that the simpsons is written by people who don't understand women i stand by that it's really obvious um it's and it can be a good show and it can also not understand women and uh i hope that i get like good bad publicity for saying that um <laughs> like like bad publicity but also people will listen but once the- i get this hosted um it like because it just like it's just like you know what do women do they call your mother <laughs> secretly without telling no, you what? who how how that, also, like that ignores the <laughs> fact that i guess i again i can only truly speak for myself but like meeting um a partner's mother is very terrifying and yeah. a lot of mothers are really judgmental of girlfriends yeah it's like, like no that one... is not something i'm ever excited about and i've met exes moms who were super sweet and liked me but it's not it's not like oh hey i'm not like yeah i'm like okay i'm terrified that, it's she not might... something that anyone would jump into like i feel like this was written by a guy who like had a girlfriend who was too close to his mother and he was uncomfortable with it because women don't just go looking for their boyfriend's mothers it's no. just not a thing like, can you imagine do do that. can you imagine having like the boyfriend call the dad it's like no we all know the trope of the boyfriend and the dad you know fighting each other and i'm not saying that's what the girlfriend and the mother are but i'm saying like it would make a little more sense to compare it there yeah it would just be yeah like it's very weird like it seems to exist this movie seems to exist in a world where like men just don't understand women to such a degree that they really think that like we all get along with each other all the time and that men are the main enemy because that's that's also what this movie does and it just like perpetuates like weird myths like Matthew McConaughey goes on like a little rant about like her purse, like woman's purse. It's her secret weapon. Oh my god! There's a bunch of there's mysteries. Just cut my head off already. There's just mysteries no. in the purse. No, there is it's money. Not, there is tampons. There is gum. There's, there's some makeup, pens. Maybe and like a journal or a day planner, like, like some lipstick. Like go fuck yourself. Like what? Yeah. What? What would we have in our purse? We have to walk around.
around with it all day. Do you think we're fucking holding like the Enchiridion in our purse? Like, what the fuck are you even talking about? It's not about? a fucking mystery. <laughs> like, what do you any, mean? like, I never understood. I remember, like, the last time I heard a man say something like that wasn't a man, it was a boy, and it was when I was in high school. You like know? It's like a 16 year old who's like, oh, what's in your bag? And I let him look, and he was bored, and I was like, yeah. Was, like, the most exciting thing in there is a tampon, and you're afraid of it. So, it's like. It's just like, and then she, like, she, she leaves the purse on purpose and has Nick's tickets on purpose and she left it knowing that he would go into it. It's just like, who, why? Yeah. Why? Like, that, this, uh, like you, know, you know what that made me think? Okay. So there's a part in their eyes. We're watching God, um, which is a very classic Zora Neale Hurston joint. Um, which like, you know, by the time old girl is with a man that she loves, tea cake, it's weird that I call her old girl and I call him tea cake, leave me alone. Um, <laughs> and How do you acknowledge that? She, <laughs> she like, he like goes into her purse and like takes money and like gambles with it. And like she's still, and they go through like a whole drama about it, and they talk about it, and like whatever. But for the rest of the book, I was thinking, how dare he do that? Oh yeah, I was so upset. Me too. I was so distracted. And as someone who journals on pretty much everything, (laughs) like I just like journal on walls and like leave my secrets, you know, scrawled upon bathroom walls or whatnot. I was like, what if she had like a diary in there or like, I don't know, something personal because you know, Matthew McConaughey's character would just like scroll through it and be like, oh, I will, I will unleash the secrets of this crazy woman's brain. Also like, okay, so women are not, we're not this other, we're human beings. It's just men are well, so fucking he, bad at listening. Well, they think like, we're like men not, are terrible like at listening. mystical. Ha- hashtag the, not all men, whatever, blah blah blah. No, but like no, hashtag all of you. Hashtag like hashtag all of you fucking men are terrible at listening. And it's just oh, like it's fucking it's it's fucking insane. It, it is because it's weird that she would expect him to go into her purse and it's weird that he would do it and it's also weird that he would go on like have this whole fucking rant about how much he fucking loves women and then like taught and then mislead adam goldberg and thomas lennon and be like oh women are just the most mysterious of this mystical women it's just oh, witches brew and shit like it's just no it's if you love that well, you would be like you would be like oh no women are cool like they're different than each other just like men maybe you should get to know them like oh, jesus christ yeah like when people when, when a man says that he loves women what he means is that like he loves sleeping with women yes he loves vagina he loves tits like he loves ass like- i always hear quantity <laughs> like that's all i hear like when a man says Especially in the defensive way that Matthew McConaughey said it, and in this very overarching, I love women. I I'm love like, women. Like, it's okay. just like, you might as well just, like, I was hearing it in, like, just Donald Trump's voice. Like, I love me because you refuse to wear a condom and you're a hoe. 
like that's how i feel like i was i i I was definitely like and i try not to think about donald trump on like a daily basis like i try to like pretend like he's just like this weird clown that we all have to in this like parallel universe yeah Yeah. but it's also just like when he was like i love women all i heard was i love women oh my god (laughs) respects women more than i do it was very much that vibe that is so respects women more than me (laughs) absolutely i just have you seen my daughter (laughs) it was totally oh man yeah absolutely it's just it, it's oh my this is just a loathsome like why should we even recount the entire plot of this to you what you need to know what you need to know is that a woman nicknames a man's penis princess sophia honestly that was the only thing that made me like her <laughs> i was like yes uh, she for some reason she changes the comforter on the bed she puts she puts stuffed animals on it. She buys a fern. She, she buys did a baby. so much work. She, buys a, she did so much. She got dogs. She did do the most. Like she, I, and then like when he comes in, she's like, <laughs> she's like, like the record is playing, and she's and she's just like singing "You're So Vain" by Carly Simon, and it makes no sense. It makes no sense no. that she would be doing that. Also, it's 2003. If you want to freak out a man, sing "You Ought to Know." Sing "You Ought to Know." Yeah, like, it's right there. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> I was like, it was just wacky. Like it was just, and I mean, again, I'm not like it's supposed to be wacky. This movie's supposed to be funny and over the top, and but. I felt like it tried to, on one hand, say we're satirizing and making fun of things that women do, which, like, again, like, cool, it's all women's fault. Um, but at the same time, the some of the stuff she did, I was just like, I don't know anyone who's done that, like, I ever. Like, yeah, yeah, she and she, like, <sighs> I'm not naming names, but I know people who've done some shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, like we like, all have. You like, know, I've but, done some shit. Like, I've done some shit too. Like, you know, oh like, my god, last night I was going through my emails. I was going through like my very old emails and I found like old emails that I sent to like ex-boyfriends and like even those emails pale in comparison to what I saw in this movie. Oh, I emailed, (laughs) I emailed a guy. Okay. So I emailed a guy asking him if he wanted to do yoga at the zoo. We don't even need to unpack that. It was like some yoga at the zoo class in Chicago after my phone was stolen and he was back in LA and we lost touch. So I emailed him because I thought, oh, he definitely wants to still talk to me after we hung out five times. Yeah. So like I've been, I've been a little bit of that crate. I've been a little bit of that Kate Hudson. I think we all have when, you know, you get that orgasm or that eye contact or whatever it is that's keeping you there. But the stuff she did was just so next level. Yeah, she was like, she was like, she was speaking in a baby voice. She made a scrapbook about their future, talking about like their future children. She, she showed up at like a guy's night and was just like a total asshole. She had Catherine Hahn pose as a therapist to just like, 
fuck with him like it was so it oh was, yeah and Catherine Hahn told him that he was gay <laughs> and then Kate Hudson and he's like I'm not gay and then Kate Hudson's like oh, I think you protest too much and I was like okay first of all Catherine Hahn again killing it <laughs> but like be like what what is happening what yeah what is what indeed is happening like it, it seems like <laughs> I don't know, man. It just seems like a movie, but like, just to like make people afraid of women. Oh like, yeah. Like, I don't know if people thought, you know, you know, like, you know I'm what, sure he's, you he's know what dick, does, but this, she's crazy. You, you know, know what does this concept better? Crazy ex-girlfriend on the CW. Oh, <laughs> crazy ex-girlfriend's great. Yeah. Like if you want actually deconstructs it and satirizes while like humanizing women. Yeah. If you want to talk about like the things that women do wrong in relationships because they're insecure or because they're sad or because in, and at least the case of crazy ex-girlfriend depressed and refusing to deal with it. Crazy ex-girlfriend is the better version of this. And it's, and it has songs and it's got several episodes of just joy and laughter and beauty and cringe and 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 like yeah has and really it's actually made by a woman which means that it's not full of bullshit <laughs> yeah and it's like it's got intelligent it's silly and absurd just like this movie well in a different way than this movie but it is absurd but it also makes intelligent statements and shows people as full human beings. Like everybody involved is a full human being. Um, even if they start out cartoonish, you get to see why they're that way. And yeah, this movie, no, <laughs> this movie was very much like, yeah, like she's crazy. She writes the article. They end up falling in love after they like ride on a motorcycle. Yeah. And like, then she quits her job because her editor loves the story because she writes the story about how she actually fell in love. But the editor is only going to still let her write about um, like fashion and and beauty stuff. And Kate Hudson still wants to write about politics. So she quits. And then Matthew McConaughey is like, you're running away from me, which again, I'm always so annoyed at the trope in rom-coms where the guy's like, you're doing this. And the woman's like, no, I'm not. And the guy's like, I know what you're doing. And then the woman's like, oh, you're right. I'm so stupid. Thank you. And like that totally happened. And then they're like, oh, we're like in love or whatever, because like we had sex in the shower after riding a motorcycle from my parents on Staten Island. And I'm like, no, you guys are just like horrible and you found someone as horrible as you and you felt out of control and that made you compelled. Yeah. It's like, like she, in my opinion, she didn't fall in love with Matthew McConaughey. She fell in love with his family. Um, in which case girl, did you know? that you can get on a plane and go to the South and they will let you write about politics. Your house will be cheaper. You can find a man just like Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> like, just go to yeah, Texas. I mean, if she took just her, go to Texas. If she took her New York, you know, <laughs> as annoying as it is to say it's real, if she took her New York credentials to probably any other state, she could probably get a gig she wants more. I mean, that's why she, she, she left. Columbia. 
Yeah, she doesn't have a she has yeah. a journalism MFA from Columbia. She should be the lead editor of like a newspaper and like own her own house. You, you know, can go to my hometown in Georgia and run the paper. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's <sighs> white people, man. And I say this, I say this to Brian when he is a white person. Um, but I just don't like. I feel. I feel like this. I feel like this. I feel like this entire experience, this entire podcast, is me trying to deconstruct like white women. Because I'm just like, what? yeah. Because all of it is white women, which is like a whole nother issue. Yeah. Like, and, and it's it's like bo- like I'm a white woman. And I'm and I'm bored. You know. Yeah. Like oh my god. So like, I mean. So I mean. You should know who I am. I introduced myself at the beginning of the show. I run I run a film um, website blog thing called Fishnut Cinema, and uh, for July I've been doing 31 comedy films written and or directed by women, and. Unfortunately, most of it's about white women. Of course, it's like better than stuff like this movie because women actually wrote it. But yeah. even so, I'm just like, I just feel like I spent this entire month delving into the psyche of the white woman and I just don't get it. And you, you like, are you having a get out moment? I'm where you're exhausted. Like, get me out of here. I am exhausted. There's a lot of petty, there's a lot of pettiness and also just indistinguishable conflict. Like, Going back to what you were saying earlier, the Catherine Hahn, um, Kate Hudson moment where Catherine Hahn's like, oh, well, obviously you're the hot, cool one. And it's like, what? I'm just like, but once again, have we looked at Catherine Hahn's skin? Like, there's a part um, in a movie called Sydney White, which you should definitely not watch, but it's basically just like Snow White with Amanda Bynes and the seven dwarfs or seven nerds, and she's at college. Actually, you should watch it. That sounds horrible, and I'm already (laughs) traumatized. Um, But she's like, there's a part where she's like trying to get into a sorority, and it's one of those like cartoons tunish sororities so so there's a giant magnifying glass that's looking at everyone's pores <laughs> okay that's hilarious and so they like look at sydney's pores and they're just like they're just like disgusted they're so upset they're, like her pores are just like gigantic they're like we cannot accept this we cannot no. accept a woman with giant pores into this sorority we will not um <laughs> we have to stand for something and like looking at like i was like looking at captain's pores i was like if they put a magnifying glass on those pores girl girl i need to read i need to feel like i I didn't notice i didn't i didn't recognize her skin enough and i feel like i I missed out on that staring at it it was just beautiful like i I was just like yeah girl like you're awesome (laughs) yeah yeah oh my god how to lose movies how to lose in 10 days how to lose your sanity how to lose the thread of a podcast i had to go directly to sleep afterwards i watched it last night and i was like well you know i watched my day's over that's it that's the end there was it was one in the morning so there was just not enough time for me to wash it down i was like i'm done that's it we're out uh okay okay i'm trying to think this director this director who directed this movie his name is donald petrie he has directed mystic pizza which is a movie that i like what the fuck um mystic pizza grumpy old man richie rich (laughs) 
my favorite Martian. What are you doing to Miss Congeniality? Get the fuck out of here. I was going to say, I actually really like this. Yes! Like, what? I haven't seen Mystic Pizza, but I love all the rest. And Mystic, Mystic, Pizza's, Mystic Pizza's good. It's got it's got early Julia Roberts, like, like big, thick eyebrows Julia Roberts, which you want. You want. Yeah, you do. It's good. Um, yeah, um, he's done, like, Just My Luck, which was, which is probably uh, one that we're going to do soon because it has Lindsay Lohan falling in love with Chris Pine. I can't imagine okay, that hello. being good. That can't be good. I'm that so can't bad. be good. <laughs> so here for anything Lindsay Lohan. He also girl. did. He also did My Life in Ruins, which also can't be good. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh my god. Not at all. <laughs> this guy. We're gonna be delving into this guy a little bit more. I'm definitely gonna be doing some Google searches on his background and maybe see if I can dig up anything about his past romantic relationships. Because like, wow. Like, up. what's going on? Like, uh, I, I have, I have nothing left to say about this stupid movie. I don't me have either. anything. I, I mean, basically, here's my takeaways. Not that, not that y'all need like a, you know, a moral or, you know, bullet points. But my takeaways are, oppose almost every other movie, even Runaway Bride, which I was angry about. Every other movie we have watched, as crazy as they have driven me. I I wanted there was some aspect I wanted to salvage and that was why I was angry. This yeah. movie I am completely put it in the trash bin, clear my browser. Like that is like clear my, you know, all of the contents of my computer like I'm good. Like goodbye. Like I'm out. Matthew McConaughey go be sexy in Texas. Kate Hudson just like go be an almost famous again. I don't know. Uh, no, everyone can go home. Catherine Hahn and what's his face? Adam. Adam Goldberg. Yeah, they need to have a, like a side, just not a full movie, like a half hour thing where they just like, I don't know, get drunk and like talk shit on everyone else. Like I want their like behind the scenes. Just yes. like, yeah, that's what I want. Yeah. Because this movie hated women. And was just like, and also, it also made men seem boring. to be like very like patient Kinda, and like, yes. like, like men are just like, like infinitely patient, suffering, like wise. They're just dealing with all these crazy infantile women, it's and I'm like, like actually, in the real world, he just wants to get some pussy, and the pussy is just constantly causing him problems. Like, yeah, it's just. Why can't these women just shut up and let him treat them like sex dolls? Yes, like why can't like. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's very much like the pussy yeah. spoke back, and that's a Oh, problem. my God. What, the pussy spoke? What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> How dare oh. it speak? I like, yeah, the, it was... Well, y'all, if you haven't seen it, you don't need to. No, yeah, it's not worth it. I had to rent this on Amazon Prime. I was so livid. This I, was I on, had to, this I was on Netflix on, a month ago. I, I rented it on new, on um, YouTube. Yeah, so I paid $3 for it, and I was like... Yeah, I paid $3 for this shit, and I want my money back. Yeah, I was like, you know what, whatever. Like, I pay $3 for, you know, coffee every day. But I was like, yeah, but the coffee has never made me feel this bad, even when I've gotten the runs. So. Yeah, yeah. Sorry for that graphic. Yes, yeah, what a huge what a huge giant turd and also um in our, in our closing moments can we say why 
can we i mean we're probably gonna have to talk about this again because kate hudson is gonna be if you want to know who's gonna be the star of this podcast it's probably gonna be kate hudson because she hasn't been in anything good since almost famous and it's just not it's just not looking good for her it i'm just assuming like you know kate hudson and Je- jennifer lopez you know kate hudson jennifer lopez yes katherine heigl is gonna be all up in this bitch too even though i think that people hate katherine heigl too much and i'm not just saying that because her husband went to my high school um, <laughs> but he in fact did yeah <laughs> um uh fun fact her husband is the brother of one of the guys in lady antebellum who also went to my high school <laughs> wow oh yeah damn okay <laughs> yeah yeah being, <laughs> being from like, being yeah. from georgia is it just means that people made good music there that's really it yeah um <laughs> absolutely and i do think that lady antebellum is good music like they're not my favorite but they're fine yeah i would go to a lady antebellum concert and have an okay time i would too yeah i would too um but yeah, I don't know. I was thinking about this like when I was gotten, getting to the end of the movie and I was just like, what is it about Kate Hudson that has made this just, this is just never, this whole acting thing just never really On worked it, out. You know, it kind of makes me, they're, they have different vibes, but like not that different. Like it makes me think of Cameron Diaz a little bit. Yeah. You know, like yeah. they, they are, you know, blonde, whatever, tiny, uh, they they end up being in these very flat rom-com roles and i can never tell because there is a lot of sexism in hollywood so on one hand i'm like maybe they're just just you know there's just not that many good roles and for women there's less space to develop so if you're not immediately blowing it out of the water you know you you get pigeonholed but on the other hand she nominated for like a best supporting actress oscar for for almost famous like almost famous was a what what (laughs) yeah like that was great like (laughs) and they were just like okay well so uh yeah i uh and then everybody billy crudup blew up philip seymour hoffman blew up actually zoe de chanel blew up francis mcdormand was already kind of a thing the only other person that didn't really blow up in that movie is um patrick fucking that that gentleman yeah mostly just known for being in that movie saved and risk cutters a love story which will not be on this podcast because i risk cutters isn't perfect but it's not bad enough to for us to talk about it here no (laughs) no it's not it's not it's like yeah although honestly if he's gonna be in three movies that's a pretty badass trio yeah i mean saved like, saved is a good movie almost famous is a good movie wrist cutters is good kind of yeah you know <laughs> yeah. it's not none of them are embarrassing yeah which i think yeah. honestly even actors and actresses who have an amazing oh, he was in gone girl too which i hate got a few gone movies not a bad movie that either. i'm sure they're kind of like yeah i was in that whatever you know like we yeah that's part of being in entertainment is like you gotta swallow those lumps yeah i mean you know at least your goldie hans daughter at least kurt at least kurt russell is your stepdad i mean that's yeah i mean your, your life is good i'm not so. worried about her you know yeah we won't <laughs> there's a lot of people worry to worry about, about i'm not worried about her but it is a curious it is curious yes um so yeah that was uh how to lose a guy in just t- in 10 days don't watch it this has been the bad romance podcast which um you can follow on twitter at bromance pod 
I am working on hosting. It should be up on iTunes. The podcast should be up on iTunes in the next week or so. Um, or probably if I stay up all night tonight. Um, it could also, it's also on Patreon, which unless you sub, unless you're like a patron of Jordan Searles, you don't know that. But yes, it's on Patreon. It's, it's there. And we will be, we will be back for another episode and we will be legitimate. We will be on your iTunes very, very soon so that you could listen to us very, very soon. And then Stitcher and then Google Play and, and like, you and know, all the things. if you enjoy this, even if you don't agree with everything we say, even though we're right and brilliant. Yeah. Give us a rating. Give us a share. We will, you know maybe give you a shout out or like an emoji or some love or we'll like your podcast. So yeah. 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 Please do. And hopefully like next episode, one day, one, one day we're going to find something that's going to be bad in a fun way and it's going to be good. Um, where it's not going to make us think about our careers and our live trajectories. It's going to happen. I believe in us. We're going to do it. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm Jordan Searles. I'm Bronwyn Isaac. Bye. Bye. <laughs>